This is Mission Qualphone, a monthly podcast that takes you inside the workings of our company, but not just the ins and outs of business. We look at the ideas and insights that make Qualphone truly unique. As a company, we are committed to being the best and making each person's life better. Join us as we get to know and learn from people from across the organization. What's their story? What have they learned? And how do they live out Qualphone's mission? Welcome to Mission Qualphone. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to episode number 49. Wow. <laughs> Can you believe it, Jerry? I, I don't believe it, no. No, I don't. And now this feels like such a um, big part of our jobs that, you know, this little hobby that we started out with yeah. is now, gosh, a big, a big, <laughs> yeah, a big thing. I'm excited. I'm excited because we have, oh, we have a two-parter. Yes. We have a two-parter. Uh, we're going to discuss the idea of serve first and results later, mm. which in a corporate environment, in a for-profit business is such a unique idea, mm. but one that I think Qualphone is just so uniquely set up to do and represent. And I think uh, our guest this this week and next week, because it is a double header, will be a perfect representation to to share those stories with us. I agree. And it's, you know, it's really a contrast to sometimes we serve with an ulterior motive, right? We, we serve with the purpose of using it to generate sales or whatever. And, and this is purely about service. And, and I think that's really neat. So with no further ado, let's introduce our guests. Well, we are very excited, Marisol, to have two wonderful guests today. We've got two of our strategic account managers on with us today. Alicia McNary was here last year, so I would recommend you go back and, and check out that episode. And we also have Ike Ahmed with us today. Ike, because you you are joining us for the first time, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the standard uh, opportunity that we give everyone, and that is to just give us a brief sketch of of your background. How did how did you wind up here at Paul Phone? Thanks, uh, Jeremy uh, Marisol. Good to be with you all. It's uh, a long, I guess, uh, journey to to get to Qual Phone. I started on the phones like many uh, of my peers and colleagues here at Qualphone uh, many years ago and took a liking to what I was doing at a very early age was uh, recognized for having some talent, if you will, uh, and I'm using air quotes for talent. <laughs> and um, I've held numerous positions in the uh, call center industry and managed large initiatives for brands like uh, Goodyear Tire Rubber Company, uh, Harry and David. And then through those uh, years, got to know about Qualphone and always thought uh, it would be neat to be part of an organization like Qualphone with its uh, mission-focused energy uh, in the BPO space. Well, I love that you started on the fence. And uh, Jeremy, I'm just pointing out that your laser shot sound I know, that you're supposed I, to I, I, Yeah, I'll, I'll do it <laughs> been... post-production. We'll put a laser shot in there. We have a sound effect whenever whenever someone says they started out on the phones. So in theory, we do. Sometimes Jeremy forgets about that. Yes. 
<laughs> but I mean, it's just, it's an amazing story. And, I, and I've actually heard from agents on the phones who have listened to our podcast and have pointed out when we say that and how inspiring it is to know that there's a possibility of a, a much greater future. So thank you, Ike, for sharing that and for, for telling us how you, you ended up here. Now, I'm super excited to talk to both of you. And for you, Ike, I know that you have a client, you, you were recently on a client visit in, in Cuatro Cienegas, Mexico. I just came back from Cuatro Cienegas, Mexico about two months ago, and I had the most amazing time. It was just, it was a transformative experience. It really was. I'd never been there before and I got to experience it for the first time. And it was just, I mean, I don't have the words. I don't have the words to explain how wonderful it was to see everything that we're doing there and how we're supporting Plan 2040, which for our listeners, go listen to episode 10 with our founder's wife, Mary Carmen, talk about Plan 2040, where we support a whole, I don't know how to say it, a whole society from 2017, all the children born after that year in Cuatro Cienegas, we are attempting to help them self-actualize all the way through college. And it's it was just an amazing trip. So could you tell us about that trip and about your client and how, you know, this shift from me to we takes place in Qualphone, you know, what makes us such a an incredible company to work for? Yeah, absolutely. As I mentioned, uh, the very distinct role that Qualphone has in the VPO space, um, I learned about it many years ago and wanted to be part of it, primarily also because of my own background, you know, coming from Bangladesh, uh, having been raised as an immigrant uh, in um, United Arab Emirates, to then coming to the U.S. And then being part of Qualphone helps me relate to my past very easily because Qualphone's mission just allows us to have a purpose, a greater sense of who we are, right? And and leave a legacy that is very inclusive. So when we shared uh, with our major e-commerce client this opportunity to be part of something bigger than us as whether vendor managers or strategic account managers, how do we then impact lives of people in a in a way that is more meaningful and and impactful so the client was very open to visiting our what i would call the epicenter of of our mission right where we are learning and then creating a playbook from which to operate in other markets that we operate our bpos in right our, our contact centers in so he was adventurous, he was curious, and most importantly, this client wanted to learn more about the Qualphone mission. And so that partnership really allowed us to then open our arms to, to them and invite them and welcome them into getting a full view of, as you mentioned, the plan 2040. I think they were awestruck, uh, frankly, uh, as as he put it to me at the end of the the three days we spent together, him and um, an associate uh, of his, both 
paused and and said, you know, we have never been part of anything like this in in all the years of being in in the BPO space or having partnered with other BPOs. This is uh, truly amazing what you all are doing. I imagine you would want to take all our clients to, <laughs> to see all the things <laughs> we do in Cuatro Cienegas because it is, it, it's not just the plan 2040, but from an environmentalist perspective, you know, what we do there with the the ponds, you know, on the cusp of our 50th episode of the podcast, just trying to explain all the great things we do at Qualphone. And we're still haven't hit it, you know, because <laughs> there's just so much going on. But Cuatro Cienegas is a very special place, I feel. And and what we do there is is pretty amazing. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that story. Absolutely. Alicia, now, as as we mentioned, you've you've been on before. You've had a chance to kind of talk about our mission. But hearing what Ike said, first off, have you had the opportunity to visit Cuatro Cienegas yourself? No, I haven't, but I have a strong desire to make that happen um, before I retire. I think it's an amazing commitment our company has made to that area and uh, would really love to make that trip uh, in the near term. Yeah, I haven't been there yet. I'll have an opportunity to this year, or well, technically it'll be the beginning of next year, so I'm really looking forward to that. But here's my question for you, Alicia, and, and Ike, if you want to chime in on this, feel free to. And and Ike and I have actually kind of talked about this previously, and that is many companies, most companies, have opportunities for their employees to to serve in some capacity, which is a wonderful thing. And it's great that, that more and more organizations are doing that. But what I find to be the case at Qualphone is we have an opportunity to engage on just such a deeper level. You know, oftentimes it seems a little superficial or almost transactional in the opportunities that we might have to serve. You know, whether it's something we do at school, we, you know, we take cans for a food drive or we do so, which is all great stuff. But I find at Qualphone from, from the very first day when I started working with Roberto, our chief mission officer and, and working with various individuals in the company that we have an opportunity here at Qualphone to engage, to, to really become emotionally invested and emotionally involved in so many different things. And to be honest, that takes some getting used to, to those of us that are used to things being more transactional and a little easier, if I can use that word. So I'm just wondering what your thoughts are on this idea of, you use the expression Marisol of, of transitioning from we or from people to person. I'm just wondering what your thoughts are on that, Alicia. Well, you know, one of the things that, that I find very special about our organization is that we actually prioritize service and our mission statement and our actions and our interactions with each other. You know, we committed to it at the financial level. And this is at a time when a lot of companies are doing this, I think, peripherally for different reasons, potentially. But I think that, you know, it's, it's been clear to me since joining part of the Qualphone family that this is part of our DNA. It's the core of our heart as an organization. And it, it's so fulfilling, I guess, to, to have that component available and present in everything we do throughout the day and in our interactions with each other 
interactions with our community and in our mission planning and our goals and objectives throughout the year. So I just find our commitment to service uh, authentic and actually so refreshing in terms of, you know, how it impacts my desire to be part of, of the Qualphone organization. I think that's the key word. It's is that it is authentic. It's it's not just yeah. stuff that we say to our, you know, employees. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's I, I know from personal experience, like just in the last year I, I had some medical issues. I actually had I was in court uh for some family matters and I was just it was a bad time and the, where I got peace from, where I got support was from uh, here at Qualfun. They were the ones who were giving me the the time and the energy to do deal with what I had to deal with. And, you know, we talk about like the great resignation and people, you know, in your inbox trying to recruit you. And it, it was just really easy to make the decision to stay at Qualfun when you have all these things that you can't really measure and necessarily a transactional or dollar amount, but that support and service that is like a circular energy that keeps going around and around in our organization. It's, it's a beautiful thing. That's probably what was so compelling to your client was he probably entered that journey with a level of expectation um, that was superseded by, you know, the authenticity of the service that he observed and the depth and commitment to service, you know, as he journeyed with you through the, the various efforts, don't you think? Yeah, it's it's a virtuous circle, right? It's um, we are a BPO company first. Make no bones about it. We are held to the same standards as other partners in, in their network. Right. So from a client perspective, solutioning that, which is what we're hired to do, is the easy part. But then to open our doors to to giving them insights into what motivates each one of us. Right. Is was I think they were awestruck by that, that the entire company rallies around this little community. In, in northern Mexico, in a desert oasis where, you know, it's it's a forgotten town, but there's so much history to what Marisol said earlier. There is a geological findings that um, the likes of NASA comes to to study, right? So it has significance, but it 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 is almost a forgotten. A place. So to bring relevance back, to help and to say to those community uh, members, uh, you're not forgotten, you are important. And um, this selflessness uh, of, of the um, practices that we have for the client to see all of that it would be different if it was, I think, to what, what Jeremy was saying earlier. We can have a food drive, you know, where where every, which we do, uh, you know, our call center leaders, contact center leaders bring in cans uh, mm-hmm. of food. We may have a book drive. Uh, we may have various different uh, care at work type programs, but this is not a handout. This plan to do real good and to really change the lives and to not just provide hope 
but a blueprint mm-hmm. for where the next generations go, advancement in life. The client was, you know, short of words. They they just didn't know the amount of thoughtfulness that has gone into how we want to impact a community. So, so yeah, I was very proud at the end of it to walk away, to be able to, uh, to say, yeah, this is, this is us. You don't see this part of us every day. Yeah. And I obviously can drive school supply drives. Those are all wonderful things and those are great. And, and I guess it kind of goes back to that old adage, you know, you can, you can give a man a fish and feed him for a day or, or teach him how to fish and he'll eat for the rest of his life. It's kind of that, right? We are engaged or have the opportunity to be engaged at just a, just a deeper level. And I find that really refreshing. And at the same time, if it's something that, that people aren't used to as part of their company, I think people are are often surprised. Wow. We're, we're doing this, you know, and that's, and that's great. I was walking with a friend of mine recently, just taking a little walk during lunch break and she was going through some stuff and I was like, well, does your company have something like this? And I was referring to care coaches and she's like, no. And well, does your company have this? And I kept like listing all the things that we have at Qualphone. (laughs) And she's like, no, Marisol, my company doesn't have any of these things. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Well, you know, um, Marisol, earlier you mentioned, you know, the the service around service focus around service to self, well-being to family members, and you know, to our community. And I think that our focus on services in all those areas, right, as an organization. So, I thought I'd share that, you know, over the last 20 years, I've had the opportunity to serve a family member. I have a learning or had a learning disabled uncle. Um, he was pretty high functioning and um, he lived with my grandparents all of his life. Um, he had some level of autonomy and but needed to to be with someone or monitored closely because of uh, his lear- learning disabilities were around gaps in his judgment and decision making and, and self-care, et cetera. So when my grandparents died, um, our family was left with a challenging situation. We could take one of two paths. We could one, seek guardianship and enter that battle, um, which could have ended up not benefiting anyone, or we could um, support his desire to live what he considered his best life, which was to to live alone and live alone in Arizona. Um, the Arizona piece made it even more interesting because all of our family lived in the Midwest at the time. So it was hard. It was hard because we had to align as a family on what equaled his best life. And as you can expect that there were differences of opinions there, but as a family, we decided to respect his decision and, and um, support his desire to, to live alone in Arizona. So I'm the oldest niece and um, he was always an amazing uncle and, and he and I were very close and I was the one who had the strongest relationship with him. He would listen to me. He had a temper because that was the way he got what he wanted and avoided having to do things he didn't want to do. But for some reason, I was blessed and that he would listen to me and he would allow me to support him. So for 20 years, we put together a plan with my the support of my family for how we were going to do this, how we were going to allow him to live 
his best life alone and in an area very remote from where we all were. So um, did routine check in phone check-ins, you know, leverage the support of family members, family friends that lived in the area for check-ins and identified some professional resources that could help him. So it, it was hard, but I was true to my service to him and his desire to live alone. And I'm grateful for God's guidance because it it wasn't always easy. (laughs) In fact, it was very hard on multiple levels, but what made it easier was that, you know, the Qualphone family and the leadership team here trusted me to get my work done and fulfill my commitments to the organization, but also supported me in my objectives to to support him and, and his journey to live his best life alone. So, um, he passed away in October, but one of the last things that he said to me was, you know, thank you. You were always there for me, and I appreciate you supporting me and allowing me, you know, to do this in Arizona, and, uh, and I love you. And so, you know, I, I feel blessed that I helped him realize his blessing and his desire um, to live alone and to realize what he considered was his best life. So I share that because... Not every employer would would have been as flexible as Qualphone was at times because he would run into some medical issues um, that would require me to get on a plane at a minute's notice and and go get him the assistance that he needed. And so I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful that there was never a pause in you know our leadership team approval or support of of my need and desire to support and serve my family and uh, family member in, in his time of need. Oh, my condolences. That that's a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing yeah. it with us. Yeah, so I'm grateful um, because um, you know, if not every company would support that objective, you know, because there were times when I had to to be gone for a week mm-hmm. with a day's notice and uh, be in a different time zone. But the trust that Qualphone um, showed in my decision making and my abilities to to get both jobs done, both to serve my family and to serve my company made it much easier. I, I don't know what I would have done if I had to work for a company that, that I had to have that battle of, of trust and, and support of the service objectives in our lives with our family and friends. So I'm grateful for that. No, I completely understand. I feel the exact same way. Now, in the intro, Marisol used this term, and I, and I think it's from our chief sales and marketing officer, Dave Drayton, who came up with this. So we'll give him credit. She said, serve first, results later. Ike, what does that mean to you? And how how do you see that playing out here at Qualphone? Great, uh, great question. Serve first, uh, it goes back again to purpose. So as an organization, as a, as a company, we have a great purpose. We have a great mission. Uh, we have great leaders who lead by example with wonderful values. So if you serve first, results will follow. And so everybody on the team knows that we have a greater calling, which makes us better as a result. So Alicia, what about you? Any thoughts on this idea of serve first, results later? I'm going to come at it, I guess, more from a, a spiritual or faith-based perspective. Um, you know, I'm I'm getting in the latter part of my career, and I think 
as I mature as an individual and experience more of life, I I have learned that if I don't try to control the outcome or the, the uh, to manage my efforts towards a specific result, if I just focus on the service or the uh, the immediate objective and relinquish that control to another a higher power that that faith or that confidence and trust makes the experience more enjoyable and the results will come. But to immerse my energies in the actions or the efforts with a desired outcome, but not trying to manage them so tightly that I'm trying to control the results as well. Just put my effort and and um, focus on the, the upfront work the service and trust and have faith that that it will result in the desired outcome versus trying to force it. Both of you work for our, and I'm going to correct you, Jeremy, it's Chief Sales and Solutions Officer Dave Drayton. To his credit, the Serve First Results Later theme of the podcast really was born from him. He, he was thinking about this and he put a lot of thought into it. And he was originally slated to be on this podcast. And after receiving his notes, I was like, mm, <laughs> he's too big. He's too big a personality to have on a three panel podcast. So we're going to have him on the next episode, our very special episode, our 50th journey, our 50th episode. Does Dave know he's part of this big anniversary podcast? Okay. All right. Well, we're, we're supersizing it just for yes. him. So, because I know he's going to come on and, you know, he's going to expand on the serve first and results later theme in great, you know, with great passion and great detail. But I'd like to ask both of you how do you see the mission being executed in your departments? I'll go with Ike first and then Alicia, you can take us out. You know, we do a lot of little things that when you summarize it, it's very clear that Dave is someone who leads uh, by example and and uh, has, for lack of a better word, instituted this service for serve first, results later uh, mentality, doing all the little things in serving our mission, serving our clients, serving the team members, most importantly, making sure that as strategic account managers, we include every aspect of the business, every team member to be consultative, to be uh, inclusive, uh, to be true in the spirit of partnership. And so when you look at all those things, it's no um, luck that we are in the place that we are with Dave leading us uh, in the sense that Every team member trusts the work of others. Uh, we seek seek input from others, and we laugh a lot together. Alicia, same question to you. Well, I think you know, service comes from an unselfish mindset, right? And and it's prioritizing others over self. And I think one of the the neatest experiences about being part of Dave's team is that while our individual contributions are important to him. He has helped develop a culture of support for each other, um, really unselfish approach to our overall company, sales objectives, service objectives. And there's a constant demonstration of service to each other on his team, 
unlike a lot of sales teams, we uh, we aren't competitive with each other at all. Um, we're here to serve each other. He acknowledges that regularly. He supports that. And he supports our service to our families, as I mentioned in, in my personal uh, scenario, as well as service to our communities. So I think um, his fostering of that unselfish approach to all of those things is a constant reminder of how uh, he values service in his employees and and, uh, in our organization. Thank you both for coming and sharing your stories. It's always very interesting to learn from other people how the mission and how Qualphone shows up in their lives. And and I appreciate you sharing it with us. So thank you. And thank you for coming on again, for being a a twice over guest. And Ike, I hope you come back in the future and share more of your stories with us as well. Thanks, guys. It's our pleasure. Well, that was fun. I can't wait for our next episode. And uh, I know it's going to be big energy, big excitement, big passion. Our chief sales and solutions officer, Dave Drayton, uh, he always he he always brings the energy. So yeah, I'm it, excited for that one. I, I, I me too. He's he's always a good interview. And and what a great topic. What a great topic. I'm, I'm really looking Especially forward to part two from sales. It's just a lovely experience that we do things differently here at Qualfin. Yes. You know, the mission is such a big part of our culture throughout the organization. You know, we, it would be interesting. Here's an idea. It would be interesting to talk to someone from IT about the mission, which I'm not sure we've done that. No, but you know, we had, we had Michael Azario oh, we on did. Right, and right. we have on deck our chief information officer coming on Prashant Cherikuri. Mm-hmm. I believe I'm pronouncing his last name. Yep. He's on deck for season three Wonderful. to come on and join. He's going to listen to this episode and this will be his reminder. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Prashant. <laughs> we'll see you soon. <laughs> we'll be scheduling the interview. <laughs> Well, thanks everyone again for tuning in and for listening to our stories about the company that we all just, we really love working here. So it is a legitimate feeling. It is not, Jeremy and I are not salespeople. We are not marketers. Uh, We genuinely feel that bringing these stories out to the public is is part of our duty to serve. Amen. And let people know. Yeah. See you next week. Bye, Marisol. Bye, Jeremy. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mission Qualphone. Remember, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Please subscribe. And we'll see you next time on Mission Qualphone.